And a very good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on what is a very busy Tuesday. Families calling for changes to the long-term care rules. Changes to the CERB, the Canada Relief Benefit. Cineplex set to reopen movie theaters. So much is happening. We got it all covered. And let's begin with phase two of the economic reopening of the province. As you heard right here on Global News Radio yesterday, many more cities getting the green light for this Friday. Toronto, however, not on that list. And that has some businesses crying foul. Tony Chapman is the host of the podcast, Chatter That Matters. He joins me now to discuss here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tony, good afternoon. Afternoon, Jeff. Tough blow for Toronto for sure. I mean, it's uh, that was we were everybody was hoping that with the patios we get open and get closer to being back to business. Yeah, you've been talking with small business owners on your podcast, as you and I have discussed here on this show uh, throughout the pandemic. Just how dire do you think is the situation getting for businesses in Toronto? so dire and there's so few of them that are i mean so many are falling along they're just not making it they're not ordering their inventory they're giving up they just because they don't have a firm date you know it's, it's this thing just keeps getting pushed out so if you're going to jump in and you, you know if somebody said okay definitively we open june 30th you might be able to make plans you might be able to get some energy a, you know a little bit of a step uh, but right now everybody's just feeling defeated and, and entrepreneurs they succeed because they have this sense of in, in being invincible. And right now they're feeling far from that. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Does government then need to provide more clarity when it comes to phase two and eventually phase three of the reopening, at least give these businesses a start date so that they can prepare, that they can get in touch with staff, they can order inventory. Maybe even, I don't know, Tony, a target that if we get down to this many COVID cases in Toronto, you can reopen, at least give them some sort of date or number? A little bit of hope. Absolutely, Jeff. I mean, that's just how you would run things. That's how a family would run things. That's how a, you know, almost any business would run things. You, you put a plan together. Right now, there's just so many unknowns. And, if you know, can you expect somebody to go into a lot of debt, buy a lot of inventory, or bring their staff back? And, you know, to start a restaurant, it's not like this thing's been closed uh, for seven weeks, ten weeks, and suddenly you go in and turn on the lights. I mean, it's a lot that goes into it. And even the ones that are opening up around the country, they're realizing with the capacity of 40, 50 percent, they're having a hard time uh, making ends meet. So it's a really tough situation we're in. And uh, anything you can do, anything the listeners can do to support these people, keep ordering takeout, curbside pickup, uh, do anything you can to buy that. Buy local is going to be a, a big lift to these people because right now they really are in a situation going, it's just not worth it. I can't afford to take on uh, more debt and more risk for uh, no promise or a very vague promise of, uh, of a future. You know, you and I have talked for weeks now about the need for business to be able to pivot, to a pivot to survive. But is it true that... I know you can only pivot so much, uh, Tony, that eventually, and you mentioned takeout, and uh, yes, we've had takeout Wednesday, and people ordering from their favorite restaurants and bringing it home because they can't dine in, they can't go to the restaurant, but can you only pivot so far, eventually you have to reopen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm amazed doing this podcast series on how resilient these entrepreneurs are, and 
just getting some money going through gives them a little bit of glimmer of hope. But as the weeks go on, and we're feeling that as anyways, you know, we're we're you know every time something else gets canceled, pushed off, not going to happen. We're just wondering, is this thing ever going to end? But the difference between us and them is that they're just they're running out of they're running out of runway. I mean, they're, they're, you know, you just can't keep losing money, and these slow, tiny little bits and pieces that you can put together, it's almost like you're pulling off a Band-Aid off of a, a festering wound, but you're not doing anything to cure it. And that's, that's the attitude. So, I mean, and the funny other thing, Jeff, that's really interesting is the ones that do want to hire part-time workers and students can't because we're paying them to stay home. So it's a double hammer. So the ones that really want to get back to it and feel they've got an opportunity, the guys that are, for example, digging pools in backyards, uh, setting up home gyms, setting up offices and stuff, and they just can't get anybody to work for them. So it's it's just this crazy d- dilemma that's happening in our economy, and uh, I just hope that we see our government saying this is a definitive date. If we don't miss it, here's what we're going to put behind your business to protect you. And so start planning and start getting ready. And and until that happens, I think we're just going to see more and more casualties. And when they go, they're, they're not coming back. It's not like uh, they're going to change their mind after six weeks. These are people that have closed their doors, taken their losses, licking their wounds, and trying to figure out what are they going to do for the rest of their life. No, that's so true. That's a good point. You're absolutely right. If the locks go on and the doors close, they likely are not going to reopen. And nobody wants to see any business get to that point. But is there a fear, do you think, Tony, that some of these businesses are missing out on this pent-up demand? I mean, not all businesses in Toronto. Some are fairly unique to the city, and people will come back to a certain restaurant because of, obviously, the chef or the ambiance or the specialty dish that they do. But is there a pent-up spending demand that uh, people in the GTA, they are just going to wait around if they want want to spend in their stores that are open only a half hour away? I saw uh, one news report. There's a guy complaining that the uh, competition across the street, he's <laughs> right on the border. They can reopen, and he can't. Are they going to miss out on this pent-up demand and spending? I, you know, I hope this pent-up demand goes back to stores because all I'm seeing is more Purolator trucks and Canada Post trucks delivering more parcels in the neighborhood and that and so uh there is for sure the people that have been making a full-time salary have been saving a lot of money because they can't spend it the way they used to a lot of them been paying down debt and and you can see that you know the gardening and the things that are happening with home improvement those are the people that are working and fixing up their nest um but you know i was dealing with a menswear sir monsieur out of montreal on my podcast this week made to measure menswear well, two things hit. The store's closed, and the second thing is made to measure you get when you're going to a wedding or you want to rock a business meeting in a, in a boardroom. But today, business meetings are happening on Zoom, and there is no wedding. So it's, uh, you know, d- demand is going to go more and more, sadly, online. And uh, that's why we've got to just make, find a way to go out and buy a new pair of shoes or buy a shirt that you might not need for your boardroom, but you'll feel good at it. And hopefully Father's Day is a great, a great event for uh, for retailers coming up this weekend, because it's uh, it's the lift they need. They need to know we care and we want to spend. Absolutely. Here with Tony Chapman. He's the host of the podcast, Chatter That Matters. Tony, uh, we also want to talk about a big business partnership. We need to discuss this this afternoon. Shopify, which, as we know, is now Canada's most valuable company or brand. They've got a new deal with a Walmart. What can you tell us about that? It's a brilliant move on their part. So right now, all rivers point to Amazon, which means Amazon is controlling over half 
the e-commerce. It's not just Amazon. Amazon owns a lot of other sites like uh, that, that, that uh, you, know, you wouldn't even know that they are, that they put out baits and lines in the water. So a lot of stuff going through Amazon. Shopify is all about local independent entrepreneurs, and they want to make sure that they, there's an opportunity for them to do business outside of Amazon. The problem is Amazon's redefined the rules of the game. It's no longer going online and I can click and buy. It's how fast can I get the product to your door. So Amazon has re- reconditioned the consumer to kind of going, you know, in major markets in the States, it comes in hours, and, and if you're an Amazon Prime, it usually comes the next day. So Shopify realized they were caught. They don't have the warehouses. They don't have distribution. So what they're now doing is doing a deal with Walmart and taking advantage of Walmart's distribution and warehousing as a countering move to Amazon. For Walmart, it's great because they get all these local entrepreneurs now selling through their system, and that's cash flow, and that's more boxes, and that's more efficiency in their warehouse. So the combination of, uh, of uh, Shopify and Walmart, will it uh, hurt? It's going to absolutely put a little dent in Amazon. Uh, you know, but Amazon's such a force right now. I just don't know what could ever get in its path of just continuing to gobble up uh, so much of the retail sales. All right. So good news for Shopify. What about for their customers, Tony? Is this a win for them? You know, any third-party aggregator, whether you're Skip the Dishes, your Shopify, anybody that you rely on as your distributor, or if you're Pepsi Cola, you need Loblaws to sell your product. That, that that third party takes their fair share of margin. So for the small person, it's a great news if you've got a product that people want, if you can manufacture it efficiently. Through Shopify and Walmart, you're massively expanding your, your customer base. You're getting into a, a whole new area that you can never get into, but you're going to pay a price for it because a lot of your margin is going to go to them, and the data that they get from them is really their data. So they're going to understand more and more about the consumer. Whereas if you own the customer relationship, so if I was selling to you, Drift, I'd know more about you. I'd know what you'd like. You'd come in. I'd say, hey, you, you love that red tie I got you last time. Man, I've got a really sharp red flower to go with it because I know who you are. That's, that's personalized retail. That information stays with the Shopify's of the world, the, the pure data. So it's, uh, it's good. It's good for, in terms of expanding my business. But third-party aggregators are really where the power is going now in, in commerce. It's the yeah, just finally, Tony, does this get Shopify closer to their goal of unseating uh, Amazon? You just mentioned a second ago, and they've been pretty bold and pretty public about this, that they want to take on Amazon. Where is Shopify, do you think? Uh, is it hard to say, hard to tell five years from now? Oh, you know, if they're going to continue to grow, and I imagine somebody very big and very massive is going to come in and take this company away at a huge premium. Uh, and that's what they're doing. They're fattening the worm right now. I doubt they're thinking they're going to be independent forever. This could be a perfect marriage if Walmart acquired them. Uh, you, you'd even see a, a Microsoft of the world because of the data aquarium. So they're going to continue to grow. Will they take share from Amazon? The pie is growing online. Everybody's getting share is growing. It's not like you're in a world where you're taking business from somebody else. You're taking business from the people up and down the street. So lots of runway for them both, but I don't think uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, the Bezos and Amazon are uh, quaking, quaking in their boots right now over, the, uh, over with Shopify. It's a, it's a good move, right, but Tony. it's not enough to slow them down. Appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. All right, be well. There goes Tony Chapman, host of the podcast, Chatter That Matters. Get it, download it, wherever you get your favorite podcasts.